Hello, welcome to episode number 15, the Coffee with Joffy podcast. Joff here on my own. I'm not going to bore you too long today. I'm going to talk about training plateaus, how to break a training plateau. Maybe you've been training for a little while and you saw some progress, some immediate progress. Maybe you managed to lose a certain amount of weight. Maybe you managed to build some muscle and your six pack started coming through or you started to feel loads better or get stronger. Whatever it is, something happened, you notice the differences. But then, you know, a few weeks, months down the line or even years, you're just not seeing the same changes and you just can't seem to get to the next level. You know, you're not noticing that your strength's going up. You're not noticing that your body fat's going down. You're not noticing any different visible changes. Um, so that's what we would kind of call like a training plateau. The reason I wanted to go through this today is in my In The Closed Movement Wins Facebook group, which you are welcome to join because we have a lot of good content going in there. Um, that's on Facebook. One of our members uh, was actually asking, and he's been doing really well this past kind of like month. And uh, you know, he's on a weight loss journey, and um, he managed to shift a good amount of weight um, in the very beginning. And you know, without going into too much detail, he was someone who was a little bit sedentary to begin with, so he wasn't doing any exercise. He wasn't necessarily thinking about what he was eating. And um, it's very natural, you know, if someone gets into a training regime and just starts moving more, they can shift that energy balance and they will see some big changes, particularly in their weight right away. Um, Not always strictly body fat. You know, there's a lot of other functions that go on, but, you know, they do shift a good amount of weight to begin with. Now, he's hit a stage where, you know, four or five weeks down, he's continuously exercising. He's really kind of, um, you know, hammering the training, but he's just not able to kind of keep shifting that weight. So, this is what we would call like the the training plateau. And he asked a question and we had a lot of good answers in there from fellow members in the group who are going through the same thing, um, from other coaches in the group as well. I put some stuff in there as well just to give some information. And then that's where it led me today on this podcast. So like I said, won't be a long one. Hopefully you get some value out of it. I do appreciate everybody who listens and um, I do hope that you get some value and you, you take some stuff away that you can apply to your own training, to your own nutrition. I do always like it when you subscribe. Um, you know, it does help. Subscribe, leave comments, you know, share it. I do very much appreciate it. Right, so let's crack on. I don't know if you've heard of the term, the law of diminishing returns. Um, so that's the idea of that. At, you know, I gave you an example there. At the start of the journey, things can, uh, you can see some really good changes. It doesn't necessarily require that much uh, effort. Um, and this, this isn't, this just isn't, uh, you know, law of diminishing returns in terms of fitness. This can be any part of your life. Um, and then the law of diminishing returns is as you start to, uh, progress, things start to get harder. You might have to start putting more effort, more intensity, more time into something, but the reward isn't as big as it was before. Um, so again, from a weight loss perspective, because that's what a lot of people are working towards, you know. Once you get, you maybe you've lost 15, 20 kg and, you know, to lose another 2 kg, you have to do make all these changes in order to, um, to do that. So I, like I said, I, I've given you examples already of someone, practical examples, someone just moving, managing to shift their energy balance, but they won't continue to, to lose weight if other factors haven't been considered. So the obvious one would be nutrition. And we always talk about this not being, uh, you can't out train a bad diet. This is so true, you know, in today's society and what we, I, th- I think as a society, we, we grossly miscount our, our calories that we're consuming. You know, we take for granted snacks and um, just how many calories are packed in the processed foods and stuff that we're eating. 
even you know healthy alternatives there's still calories in there and if we're not monitoring them through tracking our food um, through being mindful and learning about it then you can easily consume more calories and even though you've exercised you could easily shift that energy balance in the wrong direction so you know you've been eating super healthy you've been training five days a week but your weight's not going anywhere it's definitely I guess this is my first point it's definitely worth just going back to the basics and it sounds boring, but it's so true. And I'm sure every other coach PT out there will go back to this as well. Going back to actually logging your food and finding out, are you sticking within your, you know, your energy requirements, you know, find out what your maintenance level is for your calorie intake, find out what calories you need to be consuming in order to lose weight at a safe, you know, a safe deficit, not necessarily safe, but a a moderate deficit that you can continue. Um, You know, if your goal is weight gain, if you can't put weight on, are you actually eating enough to build muscle to actually increase your weight? Now, I'm sure if you can do that, and I'm not talking about doing this for like a few days, do this for a couple of weeks, get some really good data from there, have a look for it yourself, go and work with a coach. I guess that's one of the factors, um, one of the, the benefits of having a coach or having someone in the know, because they can manipulate and change things and really help you out. And as coaches, we work with data, you know, we don't leave things for chance. And, um, Mickey, who's who's a good friend of mine, he's a coach down in Australia. He commented on the same post as well. Um, and he talked about, you know, as a coach, we need to know all these different variables. So, for example, this client that, that we've got at the moment, he's not actually tracking his food at the moment. Um, so for me, it's easy to say, hey, listen, I want you to, you, if you still want to continue to lose weight, you've done well so far, this is what it's going to take for you to get to the next level. We need to start making sure that your energy balance is the right direction, that you're not consuming too many calories. Um, and then once we can understand that, then we can break it down. But it might not just be the nutrition. You know, I'm not going to just go as all in and say, oh, it's definitely your nutrition because it's not always that. There's other factors as well, you know in terms of sleep, in terms of stress level, in terms of just general mood, what time, what, you know, the time in your life that you're at, is it the right time to be, you know, losing weight, putting on weight? Is there other factors going on that could be affecting that? And again, working with a coach, working with a trainer, that can be the difference sometimes. I'm not saying you have to have that, but it's sometimes nice to have that outside source there. So as a trainer, I, you know, as a coach, I don't leave anything to chance, you know, so just to give you an example, the lifestyle reset program that I run, when we have our first meeting, we set minimum expectations. I start talking to you about, you know, if you had the worst week ever, you were so busy, family was sick, uh, you know, you just didn't have any time at all. What's the minimum amount of exercise you could do? Could you go for a 30 minute walk in the week? You know, could you do two 20 minute walks? We agree. So then I set their target based on that. If they have a good week and they can do more than that, then perfect. That's awesome. But I'm not worried about that. I'm more worried about what they can maintain going all the way through. Then we set their energy requirements as well. You know, they they log a few days. They give me more of an example of, you know, what they eat. We work out their maintenance calories in terms of what they can consume, what they should be consuming if they want to lose calories. And then we really set some easy targets for them to stick to. So what happens is, By the time we get to the end of, you know, four weeks, um, if someone's not seen the changes that they want and it's not actively working towards their goal, it's easy for me as a coach to look back through the data. It sounds so simple, but I can say, hey, listen, you know, this week you didn't do any exercise. I understand the week before you did loads of exercise, but then the third week you really, you only did one training session and you didn't track your food. And the fourth week, you know, I've not heard from you. You know, so that's why you're not working towards your goal. Very rarely does it happen that someone goes, 
after four weeks ago, Joff, I've not seen any changes. I'm doing everything. And I look back through and I go, oh, wow, you know, you, you've hit your exercise target. You've exceeded your exercise target every week. You know, you've stayed within your calories. You've logged everything. It looks like you're doing it very well. Hey, listen, there is other factors that can happen as well. So like I said before, sleep, stress, all those types of things. But then it might even go further than that. Maybe we need to refer you to a doctor. We need to look at other factors that might be happening. But I feel like it, in this day and age, a lot of people will go to, you know, it's, it's not excuses because it is an actual thing. Um, you know, issues with our thyroid, you know, metabolism, all this, all these types of things. They are real. Um, but I, I feel like people don't actually do the basics right first and jump to conclusion that, oh, yeah, you know, my metabolism is really slow. So that's why I put on weight or, you know, my thyroid is doing this. Like, I'm not trying to disregard those things. They are factors, but we need to make sure that you're doing all the things before that as well. So in terms of going back to the original point, breaking training plateau, you might find that, you know, you've reached a level where you're doing really well. You're training hard. You're logging everything. You're logging your food. And then it might be as simple as I say, you know, are you logging the oils that you're putting in when you're cooking your dinner? And, you know, you're not logging that. Okay, you understand that can be 50, 100 calories extra on top of what you've been consuming so far. X amount of fat. Are you logging the sauces? You know, are you having ketchup on your eggs? Are you having sauces with your dinner? Are you logging them? No. Okay, right. Let's add them in there as well. Um, are you weighing things out? Have you got a weighing scale? Or are you still just kind of estimating? It's not the wrong thing to do. You can still kind of estimate and engage it. But the more serious you get, remember that law of diminishing returns, you might find that you have to get even more specific. So we might say, all right, what I want you to do is I want you to make sure you're weighing everything out. So then when you thought you were having 200 grams of chicken breast, you're actually only having 100 grams of chicken breast. Your oats in the morning, you're actually having double the amount that you were logging. So then things start to really make sense. So it sounds boring. It's not sexy at all. Like I always talk about this, going back to the basics. My message will never change. I'm sure Mickey, other coaches out there, their message stays the same as well. You need to really dial in um, what you're doing. The, the other thing as well is I think we're progress. When we see progress, this is really the driving factor for you reaching your goal. Sounds very obvious, okay? But the amount of times that someone... Um, can do a progress picture after four weeks or eight weeks and they don't necessarily see it. You know, they, they don't notice their strength numbers going up. They don't necessarily feel like their weight is going down. Maybe their weight hasn't gone down. And then they see a picture of themselves after four weeks. Their weight is exactly the same or maybe two or three kg less. And they can look completely different in their progress pictures. It's not all about weight. There's so many other factors that go on, you know, in terms of building lean muscle, losing body fat, that type of stuff. I had someone a couple of weeks ago who came in for a check-in. They were the same weight. They they'd kind of hit that plateau and they were a bit upset that they were the same weight. So I said, hey, come down. We actually did an in-body analysis. We do that every two weeks. And she jumped on there. She'd done it two weeks before. Her weight was the same. I could see in her face she was a bit disappointed. And then we look, hang on, you know, your body fat has gone down by 4%. And it was like, that's incredible in, in two weeks to decrease your body fat by 4%. And you know what? She, she, you can look at her and she looked completely different. And she knew it as well. And she was putting too much emphasis on the scale. And I've had it with other people as well. Like, it's fine if you want to weigh yourself every day or every couple of days or every week, but understand that the process, there's a lot of other things going on. It's not always, it's not a linear thing. It's not more exercise equals more weight loss. The other factors are important as well. Now, a little analogy on this one, you might like this. If you're, you know, you're uh, working somewhere, you get paid monthly. So you get paid at the end of the month, you know that. So then when you're going into work each day, are you checking your bank account to see if you've been paid? 
No, you just know that if you keep working, you keep turning up, you keep seeing your clients and keep working away that at the end of the month, you'll get what you want out of it. All right. It's the same with weight loss as well. If you're if you're exercising, you're doing all the right things, similar to if you're going to work. By the time the four weeks passes, you haven't weighed yourself every single day and you're getting really upset day in, day out because your weight's going up a little bit, going down a little bit, going up a little bit, going down a little bit. You just know that if you continue to exercise, you continue to log your food, you do all those right things. By the time the end of the month comes and you check your bank account or check your weight, you're going to see the difference if you've been doing the right things. All right. So if you are someone who is like obsessed with weighing themselves every day, I've not got a problem with that. Just understand that there's more to it than you think. I don't, we could do a whole podcast on this, the fact that you deplete your glycogen stores, you know, fat, your fat cells start to uh, deplete as well, water retention, all these types of things. They are real life things. If you want to know more about them, reach out to us, you know, coaches, we can explain that to you. But just focus on doing the right things. I can't stress that enough. If you haven't got ways of measuring your progress, you have to. If, if you're working out by yourself, you can still do that. Pictures, I highly recommend because like I said, you can see a big change. Your weight could be almost the same. Still do weight. Weight is a good one to do as well, particularly if you've got a weight loss goal, if that's going to make you feel better. Understand that there's other factors that go towards it. Other things you could do, you could do your in-body, in-body analysis. That will tell you a little bit more in terms of body fat um, and muscle mass as well. Use your basic strength numbers. You know, when you're training, have a book. You know, we call it progressive overload. This week you could do 10 kg on the bench press. Next week you did 15 kg on the de- or like or a deadlift. You did 100 kg. Now you can do 120 kg. They're good things, and I find that when we implement strength training, it's very empowering, especially for like ladies as well who haven't done it before. It's empowering lifting weights and seeing your progression. Going, oh wow, I couldn't do that last week. Now I can. Pull up is an amazing one, right? Everybody wants to be able to do a pull up. You start building up to it. Maybe you start with a band, a green and a blue band. Then you go to a green band. Then you go to a red band. Now you can do a pull-up without any assistance at all. Now you can do five pull-ups. Now you want to learn how to do a muscle-up. So you learn how to do dips as well. Uh, Like progress in that regard is there's nothing better. There's no better feeling. So make sure you've got ways of measuring your progress. Don't get obsessed of doing it every day. We don't change every day. When you're putting on weight or you're not, you haven't got the switch on, you know, you don't weigh yourself every day then and go, oh, wow, I'm one kg up. Like you, you just let it happen. All right. So I kind of had that same, same uh, respect for when you're trying to work towards a goal as well. Things don't happen day by day. How to break a training plateau. Anything else? Um, that's it really. Like I'm sure you were, you listened to this and you were like, yes, Joff's going to share some wisdom or some tip. that's really going to help. But I like there's not. I wish there was. Um, it comes back down to doing the basics, manipulating and changing things, trial and error. If your mindset is in the right place, it's the right time for you to work towards that goal, then you you just keep doing the right things and you'll get there. Just on another note, like if you're in a gym and you're training by yourself and just getting yourself there and completing a one-hour workout is an issue for you, that's probably where you're going wrong as well, like in terms of plateau. Go and find like an environment that motivates the shit out of you. Go and join a CrossFit gym. Go and join an, an F45 gym. Go and join somewhere that motivates you. It has that community feel that, you know what, when you finish work, you're excited to get there. It's not another day that you might miss your workout because you, you're feeling tired. Um, 
find somewhere that motivates you. Surround yourself with people. Go and work out with people who are better than you. So then you've got something to aspire to. I can guarantee those people that are better than you want to see you improve as well. And they'll start to give you their knowledge and their experiences. Surround yourself with these people. And I promise you, you'll reach your goal quicker. You will break these plateaus. That's it for today. Thank you very much for tuning in. Like I said at the start, it's very helpful if you can share, subscribe um, on Instagram and subscribe through iTunes or, or Spotify, whichever way you're listening to it. I do really enjoy doing these. I do want to continue. If you do have any questions, you know where to reach me, Coffee with Joffy on Instagram, uh, Movement Wins, and you can feel free to drop me a direct message with any questions you have. Peace out. Peace out.